Welcome to the Potter's Hour with Prophet Nanaseo Pukusakode, the senior pastor of the Well Prayer Center. Prophet Nase is passionate about God's people living a victorious life through faith, holiness, prayer, and fasting. And now, today's message. I'm going to go to Luke chapter 18. I'm reading from verse number 1 all the way to 8. It was one of the most powerful, powerful parables that Jesus spoke. And the head title can be the parable of the persistent widow and so when jesus christ came on earth he was one of the things he did was that sometimes he speaks in parables and in luke chapter 18 from one from verse one he said i'm trying to read from the new living translation one day jesus told his disciples a story to show that okay let me read from king james first after that i also read from the new living translation and he spoke a parable to them to this end that men ought always to pray and not faint saying there was in a city a judge which feared not god neither regarded man and there was a widow in that city and she came unto him saying avenge me of my adversary and he will not for a while but afterward he said within himself though i fear not god nor regard man yet because this widow troubled me i will avenge her lest by her continual coming she weary me and the lord said hear what the unjust judge said and shall not god avenge his own elect which cry day and night unto him though he bear long with them i tell you that he will avenge them speedily nevertheless when the son of man cometh shall he find faith on earth i want to read from the new living translation from verse one one day jesus told his disciples a story to show them that they should always pray and never give up there was a judge in a certain city he said who neither fear god nor cared about people a widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying give me justice in this dispute with my enemy Jajak ignored her for a while but finally he said to himself i don't fear god or care about people but this woman is driving me crazy i'm going to see that she gets justice because she because she is wearing me out with a constant request then the lord said learn a lesson from this unjust judge learn a lesson from this unjust judge learn a lesson from this unjust judge even he rendered a just decision in the end so don't you think god will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him day and night will he keep putting them off i tell you he will grant justice to them quickly but when the son of man returns how many will he find on earth who has faith when the son of man returns how many will he find on earth who has faith i was trying to study this particular parable even though i've studied it i don't know how many times and the lord was exposing some things out of the parable to me and um one of the things i saw in the parable is that we are always have to pray and never give up we shouldn't come to the place that because something has delayed we decided that we are going to back off 
It is one of the mysteries about this parable. He said, never give up. The King James said, never faint. A fainting person and a giving up person is probably the same. So Jesus was saying that, number one, there must be a place of constant prayer. And if we start praying about something, we shouldn't give up. Number two, he tried to lift up two hands and speak about an unjust judge on one side and a persistent widow on the other side. We cannot say that God is unjust. God is a just God. But Jesus was trying to use the unjust judge in comparison to those who are persistent in their prayer. And so I don't think it was a comparison, but rather it was a contrast. That means that the contrast of the fact that if unjust judge under pressure can react positively and give a widow what he's looking for, what about a just God? And so that is where the contrast comes in. Number two, he spoke about the fact that if you study the Bible carefully, he said the unjust judge did not willingly wanted to give the widow justice. But because of the widows continually coming, he decided that I am not giving it to you because I am a kind person. I don't fear God nor regard man. But I'm giving you justice because of your continual coming. You are just driving me crazy. And that is what the New Living Translation said. The contrast is that if that is what happened, then sometimes God in his sovereignty can decide that he will not answer your prayer as early as you are expecting. I want to repeat that again, even though you don't like it, but that is what is in the Bible. Sometimes God can choose or decide that you wanted the prayer to be answered tomorrow, but he can take it to next year. The only thing that is required from you is that you don't have to give up because god has delayed you don't have to give up because god has not come at the time you are expecting because we don't control him we cannot manipulate him he knows us better than ourselves what is even the guarantee that what we are asking if he comes it will not destroy us at the time we are asking for god to release the thing and so god in his sovereignty can decide that i will answer your prayer but i will do it at the time with the bible called in his own time and so when you read the book of Luke chapter 1 and you start reading from verse number 1 you speak that Jesus uh, from verse number 2 I, I don't need too much of the introduction even as they delivered them unto us which verse 3 please um, it seems good to me also having perfect understanding uh, this is uh, Luke who also wrote the book of Acts of the Apostles trying to introduce so go to verse number 4 because I don't want to read too much and thou mightest know the certainty of the things wherein thou he was writing to Theophilus. We don't know anything about that man, but both the book of Acts and the book of Luke introduced themselves with a the man called Theophilus. And there was a, there was in the days of Herod a king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias, of the course of Abia, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And the Bible said, and they were both righteous before God. Look at how the Bible said. Both of them were righteous. So when something delayed, it does not mean you are a sinner. They were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. Very strong ways. And they had no child because that Elizabeth was childless or barren, rather, the King James called it. And both were now well stricken in years. 
it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, um, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord or the Holy of Holies. And the Bible said, and the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense or outside or at the outer court. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense and when Zachariah saw him he was troubled and fear fell upon him but the angel said unto him fear not Zacharias for thy prayer is heard when did he pray that prayer the angel zoomed into the holy of holies and told the priest at that time that your prayer is heard it's another way to say your prayers are answered the question is when was that prayer prayed let's see the answer to the prayer and thy wife elizabeth shall bear thee a son so the answer to that prayer he prayed was that his wife is going to conceive but when did he pray that prayer how old was the man i'm asking questions okay just in case you don't know the age let's go back to verse 10 let's find out his age and the whole multitude of the people were praying verse 7 give me the new living translation let me see something they had no children because elizabeth was unable to conceive and they were both very old they were both what nobody pray for a child when they are old i don't think there is any grandmother in this room whose prayer point is that lord by at the end of 70 days fasting i'm expecting to be conceived i don't think so bearing a child is not a prayer point for old people the question is that coming back to what i was preaching the parable when did they pray the prayer and when did god decide to answer jesus said that men ought always to pray and never give up and he spoke a contrast of a parable saying that a man is unjust a widow wanted justice from the judge and the judge will not mind the widow and the reason he mind the widow is because the widow was persistent and jesus continued to say that if an unjust judge with the spirit of persistence can give up his wickedness what about a just God? And he, before he spoke the parable, he said that you have to keep praying without giving up. Now, if God is a just God and God answers prayer, why do I keep have to come to him? And I'm trying to tell you that you don't control when God answers your prayer. Amen. Coming back down to verse number eight in the New Living Translation, he made another very strong point there. Because I'm going to talk about faith. Hallelujah. And the strong point is that i tell you he will grant justice to them quickly but when the son of man returns if jesus come to you now in the house and he decided to answer your prayer can he pick faith when the son of man returns how many will he find on earth who has faith that means that there is a connection between prayer and faith and the only reason you have stopped praying is that your faith is gone there is a strong connection jesus started with prayer and ended with faith the whole parable started with persistent prayer and it ended with faith so there is a connection between faith and prayer that is so married that it's difficult to divorce them because jesus said when he returned the problem is not the delay the problem is that if god answers your prayer he is still god if you decide not to answer your prayer he is still god so nothing happens to you that changes god to be a man you rather will be on the side of an advantage if you stop serving god god is god if you stop coming to the church you are coming god is god if your husband loves you god is god if your husband does not love you god is god 
If they refuse you a visa, God is God. If you are divorced, God is God. If you are remarried, God is God. If your prayers are answered, God is God. If you decide not to join seven days fasting, God is God. If you are still fasting, God is God. Nothing will happen to us. That will change God. So one of the things he says is that instead of you giving up, it doesn't make sense you giving up. Because nothing is going to happen to you that God said, because he didn't answer your prayer, he has become a man. To not change anything. After all, coming back to the normal statement that people make, you are the beggar so you have no choice. You cannot come to my house and beg for spoon and begin to select which particular one that you like. The one I give to you is the one you take. Because the beggar don't control the giver. the son of man returns on earth is he going to find on earth will he find on earth how many will he find on earth who has faith that is a connection between so three points the first one is that there was a contrast in this particular parable there is prayer first number one there is contrast there is persistent and there is faith there is prayer number one there is contrast the contrast is that one unjust judge on the side comparable to a righteous children of god the unjust judge and his widow is a story compared to um, a righteous God with his righteous children. The unjust judge story and the widow who persistently went to the judge. Don't forget the qualification of that judge. He neither fear God. Now, if you don't fear God, how will you regard man? So we don't even need the second one. We can take the first one. If the person doesn't fear God, then who are you? A young lady asked me, can I explain to her a reason why we the pastors don't want some of the girls in the church to marry unbelievers? And I said, well, I don't have any kind of explanation. It's very difficult for me to explain, but it's not explained. That's what the Bible said. In the first place, the Bible said that do not be equally yoked together with unbelievers. But because you are asking a very logic question, because you are not quoting scripture, you just want a logic and answer. I said, good. Everybody must account to somebody. So make sure you marry somebody that somebody can control. That means that, what do you mean by that? Pastor is my son in the law. There are things that even if he decides to do it, and I come in and say stop, because he is answerable to me, he doesn't have a choice. I am answerable to other people. The problem with that boy is that he does not answer to anybody. So it is dangerous to hang around in any form of relationship, whether it's business, marriage, with somebody who does not. There should be somebody in his life that will close his eyes and say, stop this, and against his will, you stop. Not because he willingly wants to stop, but because this person has said. And once you don't have such a person in your life, <laughs> I can promise you that you don't have a future. Bible says in the multitude of counseling, there is safety. The contrast is that the unjust judge who does not fear God, does not answer to anybody. Unfortunately, too, he's a judge. And so he gave justice to the woman because the woman keeps coming. And God, and Jesus is saying that this is a contrast. I'm not saying God is unjust. I'm not saying your God is wicked. But if unjust person can apply the law of persistence and get, and get what he's looking for, what about you being a child of God, apply the law of persistence? so that means that jesus is trying to say is that many people are in the church they don't apply the law of persistence if it doesn't come at the time they are looking for they back off if it doesn't come at the time they're looking for they look for alternative if it doesn't come at the time they are looking for then 
whatever God has planned, let me tell you something. Changing church does not answer prayer. Uh, it does not. No. If I, it's even a sign that your trust is not in God. It's a, if you are, I'm not saying, if you are in this church and you are praying about something and you think that it doesn't work, so you are going to another Inkono prophet somewhere. Sometimes, that's why, that's why sometimes people go, go, they come back. Yes, sir. The reason they come back is that when they go, they realize that their wife is their life is becoming worse. Because it is it, it's, 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 it's sometimes difficult hmm, to start with that condition and end with fun. It's very difficult. That is the best way I can tell you to understand. If I use any theological word, you'll be confused. But if you have ever slept in a condition one day, you have to use ceiling fan. It's very difficult. By the time you wake up, you have cold. By the time you wake up, your body is weak. Because your system did not start that way. It's difficult to start in a church where you were trained to pray and fast and go to a place where you are always eating. So spiritually, there is a vacuum. You will not know it for now, but with time, you will see the mistake you have made. Because in the spiritual realm, every vacuum you, you, you create, something must occupy it. So let me tell you, these are the spiritual things. For instance, let me put it in a very simple language. If you wake up and your average prayer life a day is two hours, you can pray one hour in the, in the, in the morning, one, one hour in the evening, and you are fine. It is better you stay there but than reducing it to one hour. It means that you have created a vacuum of one hour. And that vacuum, the enemy will use it. So it's better you build. So in the kingdom, that is what the Bible says, when the Lord shall build up Zion. When the Lord shall build up Zion. How do I know that? If you have been working with God in prayer, you will notice that when you wake up and you have not prayed the whole day, you are very uncomfortable. It doesn't matter what you are doing. It means that the spirit realm expects you to, 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 to make sure you meet that need. Of a certain apostle time of the 24 hours dedicated to God in other worship or prayer. If you have not done that, no matter what you are doing, you will still feel some emptiness until that one is done. And I'm saying that stay and maintain the average than to come down. So sometimes the reason why sometimes people move some church and come to another church is that I don't mind like somebody I don't want to mention any but somebody goes to some orthodox church and they suddenly started coming to our meeting and realize the fire the prayer the training when you go back to where you used to be sometimes you feel like mm -mm 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 -mm. <coughs> I love this church but it looks like where I've come to these people cannot serve the meal I'm looking for and because they cannot say the meal I'm looking for, you begin to feel it's not any man doing it, it's God that called you. That based on your assignment and your responsibility, where He's taking you, this church, old church, has carried you to this point, but their chapter is closed. Another church must carry you to that point so that you'll be able to fulfill. For instance, I was burned and bred in the Presbyterian church, that was my mother's church, and I was confirmed, I was whatever I did there. But when I became born again, I joined the fellowship and the fire and everything. I, 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 when I go to church, I realize I know, no. Now, I, at that time, I didn't know that God is going to bring me to where I am. I can't even tell what God is going to do with my life the next 30 years or 40 years. I cannot tell. Are you getting it? But that time, I didn't know that. But if you wait, watch this, I didn't know that this way I was going to come. But I realized that I was not comfortable. There was nothing wrong. There are still people there who are serving God. They are blessed. But I couldn't, based on my vision, 
based on where God is taking me, based on my assignment, the reason and the purpose why I was born, I needed to move around and shift to another place. So train until I arrive at Portis. Now, this is what I'm trying to say. There is a purpose for everybody's life who is under the sound of my voice. So this is it. Don't move from air conditioning to fan. What about those from fan to just opening the window? And unfortunately, there is no air blowing. That is the time that instead of sleeping, you'll be fanning yourself. There is a place that instead of sleeping, you'll fanning. If, if you force to sleep, you will sweat. Have you ever slept in a place that by the time you wake up, you are sweated so much that your bed sheet is wet. You yourself are wet. Your hair is wet. And everything from the crown to the soles of your feet is wet. And it, just in case the tap is closed, your wetting can provide water for everybody in that community. That means that you are still sleeping, but not in comfort. Amen. Persistence. Jesus talked about it. It's the reason we are fasting for 70 days. It's the reason we fast for 100 days. The moment persistence stops, faith is dying. You may not tell us that your faith is dead, but there are symptoms of things that kill faith. Number two. Huh? The reason has to do with persistence is that, listen, let me tell this. I happened to talk to somebody on the phone. And he was telling me about his challenges and things. So I asked the Lord, why, why do you bless a person that is coming down? And he said that success separated him from me. And I'm not committed to anybody who has separated from me. So when you withdraw from, that's why God said that there's a responsibility. You have a way. You have a way. And your way is what makes you come to God and everybody knows that you are not under remote control. That means God didn't force you to worship. God didn't, and you will never force you to come to church. God will not force you to pray. God will not force you to fast. God will not force you to laugh. All these things come from your way. So the reason why, listen, the devil cannot contend that God forces you to worship him is that you did it willingly. So there is one powerful thing about me and you, our life, God cannot touch. That is our way. If you step out of church today, much as you have power over the world, be careful where you channel it. If there is any problem, that all the prophecies we are giving about success and things, if there is anything I fear, and sometimes it look like when God show you an advanced picture, you wish like, no, you have not preached success. Anything I fear are people who get there and withdraw from God. Now let me explain it. Unfortunately, the environment where you find yourself when I say environment, it has to do with your country, your community, your tribe, and your family. That kind of environment, eh, redrawing from God in success is a grave danger. I'll say that again. Your kind of family you come from when you know better than me. The environment you live, the enviness and the jealousy. The prediction that nothing good will come out of you and suddenly something good has come out of you. Now listen. The greatest danger of success in Africa is that your success exposes people's failure. And so when you expose their failure, then you become the target of attack. At that time, you must have a defense. That is why another parable in the Bible, I don't want to go there to divert my message. There was a man, they, we named him Rich Fool. 
And the reason is that one day you wake up and say, I'll pull out my bands. I've made so much money. I'm not going to do anything. I will just sit down and eat and enjoy myself. And Jesus said that, you foolish man, this night your life will be demanded from you. There is nothing wrong in prospering, but it's about him. And the principle of prosperity doesn't work about you. Everything you have is for the benefit of others. You are right. Everything God gives us is for the benefit of others. There is nothing we have. So we are possessors of everything but still of nothing. It's a mismatch. Something is seriously wrong with all of us. When we prosper, we think it's about us. Because the money all we have is for God. He said the silver and the gold is mine. So once you prosper, if Abraham's prosperity was defined, I will bless you that you become what? A blessing. I will bless you that you become what? A blessing. I will bless you that you become what? A blessing. So if Abraham stopped becoming a blessing, then he has moved out of the will of God. The purpose of blessing is that you will become a blessing. The purpose of favor is that you become a contact for other people's favor. Because nobody makes it alone. Amen. When the Son of Man returns, will he find people on earth who has faith? What is faith? Trusting in God's integrity. It is just believing that what God has said, he will do it. That is why we stand on the word of God to operate faith. Jesus said that persistent prayer must be connected to faith in such a way that you are not giving up because God has delayed. Whether it's healing, whatever you are looking for. So coming back to Zachariah, uh, the birth of John the Baptist was not as a result of God forcing a child on a, an old woman. The birth of John the Baptist came to Zachariah and his wife because they have been praying for each other. No, and, 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 and we don't know how long we pray. In fact, looking closely, he's the only person in the Bible God couldn't remember his age. For some reason, because God is person. If you look at Sarah, I say, when he was 90, he conceived. Abraham was about 100. The way he used about 100. So 99 plus and minus there about Sarah. 89 there about so the bible was specific about people's age they will tell you this age this thing happened this one the bible said they were very old very old but the angel did not mix away he said but the angel son unto you fear no zachariah thy prayers are what talk to me your prayers are what your prayers are what no answer though is head the answer to the prayer is the day john the baptist come so when god heard the prayer it means that the manifestation has started. Now, give me the New Living Translation. Let's check something here. Watch this. Give me the New Living Translation. Huh? But the angel said, don't be afraid, Zachariah. God has heard. Have you seen that all the translation has not changed? You keep saying answer. What things whatever you desire, when you pray, believe. There are certain things you don't understand. Those of us who have chosen to walk by faith, hmm? If I ask God to give me this miracle or something and I pray, I never doubted that it will not come. Uh, but I don't also care when it comes. I just believe it will come. Did you follow what I just said? If I pray for something eh, and I stand on authority of God's word, I just believe it will come. And I will even behave like I have it. Because what things whatever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive it. So God heard the prayer. When he came, he said, your prayers are heard. He has heard it. He has heard it. 
Amen. God has heard the prayer. Now, the head and the answer eh, is very close. English-wise, you can divide it, but in the spirit realm, it's almost the same. So when the prayers are answered, but answer the prayer does not mean manifestation is going to come bump. Because after all, you need the reason why his head is that you are going to go through a process of conception, a process of carrying a child. All this process, eh, until the baby arrives, the prayer is not complete. Along the line, depend the reason God had and wait for answer is because you might do anything to abort the manifestation. So the, the process of stopping, that is why faith can fail. You can cause your faith to fail. Faith failure is not God's responsibility. It's man's responsibility. Go and take the children of Israel and take them to the promised land. That is what heaven has decreed. But along the line, you have to speak to a rock. If you strike the rock, you have disobeyed God. And so you couldn't finish. Listen to what God told Moses. Because you did not believe me and honor me in the sight of these people. What I told you have changed my mind. That was not the plan for the beginning. But Moses did something that stopped the process. He prayed about it. I got it in my head. For one day when he prayed, God said, I don't want to hear this thing from your mouth. Don't talk about it again. So faith can fail. How does faith fail? Let me show you how faith fails. Faith fails by example. Reading the back of your house and planting granite or maize. Once you put the seed on the ground, the responsibility of the seed coming out, it lies on the ground, not you. Potter's R is brought to us by Potter's Dew Mineral Water. For ball purchase, call 0274-009933. Thank you for joining us on the Potter's R. We believe you've been blessed with today's message. Join us same time tomorrow for the continuation of this message. To order for this message and other messages by Prophet Nase Pukusakode. And for all inquiries, call these numbers. Plus 233 274 or plus 233 242 4765. Email us on info at portacity.com or visit our website we invite you to worship with us at Potter City Mutual Prom Prom Road. Weekly service, Tuesdays, intercessory all-night meeting, 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. Wednesday, teaching service, 5.45 p.m. to 8 p.m. Thursday, breakthrough hour, 10 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Friday, mega all-night service, 10 p.m. to 4.30 a.m. Sunday morning empowerment service, 8.20 to 11 a.m. God bless you. This is the